You're listening to Minor Talk On Demand exclusively on 600 ESPN El Paso. Stay up to date with Minor Talk by downloading the free 600 ESPN El Paso mobile app. UTAP fans, it's time for Minor Talk with Adrian Broadus and Sal Montes. Minor Talk is presented by the Oscar Arrieta Agency. Seven locations across El Paso from the west side to Fabens. Wind Supply El Paso. Locate your nearest champion dealer at windsupplyelpaso.com. And Keats Southwest. Leading the industry in precision metal stamping since 1958. Call into the show at 880-5763 or tweet the show at 600 ESPN El Paso on Twitter. Now, let's go live to the Lube and Go Studios with your hosts, Adrian Broadus and Sal Montez. Oh! One at a time, baby. One at a time. Keep the train moving. Wow, that's amazing. That's coming from the UTEP men's basketball team after they won their first game in the Conference USA Tournament in five long years. I'm Adrian Bratis. He's Sal Montes. Together we bring you Minor Talk after every UTEP men's basketball game. And uh, our streak here on Minor Talk continues. The Miners have now won 19 games on the season in search for win number 20 under first-year head coach Joe Golding. They finally Finally got over the hump, man! What a year of firsts. There's been so yep. many firsts that have and milestones that have happened this year. Sule Boom becoming the first leading scorer out of UTEP in Conference USA since Stephon Jackson did it back in 2008. UTEP winning today against Old Dominion, 74 to 64, for their first win in the conference mm-hmm. tournament since 2017. Never won under Rodney Terry and uh, didn't win that final year under Tim Floyd and Phil Johnson. This year, they had a road re- uh, winning record in Conference USA for the first time in years. That's another big uh, milestone that the Miners accomplished this season. And uh, th- why not? Why can't this train keep moving right now? Uh, a lot of Miner fans feeling optimistic. There are some things that they need to clean up, no doubt. I mean, you can't allow a team to get 17 offensive rebounds in a single game. Uh, that's a big red flag right there. But if the Miners correct things like we've seen them do just game after game, there's no telling how far this team could go. All of that and coupled with the fact that the uh, on the other end, their opponent in Middle Tennessee, who they play tomorrow, 7 o'clock tip-off, we'll have the coverage for you. Countdown to tip-off starts at 6.30 here in El Paso. Middle Tennessee's best player in Josh Jefferson is questionable for the mm-hmm. Conference USA tournament per head coach uh, Nick McDevitt. Uh, he averages 14 points a game. He was a second-team all-conference choice, and Sal, that with, I mean, who's to say that this train can't keep moving, right? Uh, that's exactly true. I mean, yes, Middle Tennessee is one of the better teams, but uh, I believe they enter uh, the conference tournament, if I'm not mistaken, on the two-game losing streak as well. Now, that those are just numbers and, you know, recent trends. This is still a team that's well-coached, uh, well-disciplined, although a Jefferson is questionable. Let's say he doesn't play. They still have a good, uh, you know, a good plethora of players uh, to sure. plug in there. But, um, I mean, this is the perfect time to be playing your best basketball ball as well so it's kind of like which side do you take uh things are looking good right now and also uh the miners three and oh in in the month of march there you go there you go. 1-0 and when they start Zerico Nyema, which they did tonight. <laughs> Incredible, jo- yeah. Yeah, Joe Golding called it a risk. St- uh, Sal, as soon as I saw that, I mean, I'm telling you, I saw Zerico Nyema in the starting lineup, and I said UTEP by uh, by a lot. <laughs> I, I love the matchup. Yeah. And, Sal, what do we call this lineup? Because And maybe our listeners can help us out by naming this lineup right here because I think it's stared at us all season long as this funky, mixed kind of lineup that UTEP has never flexed on anybody. Mm -hmm. But that's where I I saw UTEP was going to win right out of the gate. They started, I'm going to call it right now the death lineup. Let's see if we can get a better name than that. But the death lineup made up of Zarek Onyema, Titus Verhoeven, Keontae Kennedy, Jamal Mm Biennemi, Sule Boom. 
The death lineup. You, you know what? I want to call this. Uh, I want to call this Moneyball. Oh, Moneyball! Because it, it's clearly. I mean, it's it's easy the to say this lineup. after. Okay. It's easy to say this after a win. Uh, for me to say this rather, but yeah, it was paying dividends today. Everything that they did uh, to start the game off. Um, there was a purpose behind it, no doubt, but we got to see it, you know, come to fruition. Sarah Kanyema was put into the lineup, and Coach Golden is not just going to put guys out there to to please the audience, you know, to please people. He's aware, but he's doing it because there's a game plan behind it. He even said it in his post game show that um, they wanted to get the ball to Zarek early, and he was the first one to score. Yep, that's got exactly the block, right. Got the score, so he impacts to on start both on sides. the on the first two possessions. Exactly, there we go, and and you know it was for a purpose. So uh, yeah, I'm gonna say Moneyball. Everybody was cashing in today. Okay, Moneyball lineup. That's the new uh, that's the new name right there. I love it, Sal. Sule Boom, Titus Verhoeven, Keontae Kennedy, Zarek Onyema, Jamal Bienemy. That's the Moneyball lineup right there. And you heard it here first from uh, Sal Montes that's here on Minor Talk. That's no, that's all you. <laughs> uh, our telephone number, if you'd like to get into the show, eight eight zero five seven six three. Our telephone number to get into Minor Talk, 600 ESPN El Paso on Twitter. Or we've got a poll up on our Twitter page right now. We've been doing a lot of polls today. First poll, uh, we asked people, how far can this UTEP Miners team go in Frisco in the conference tournament? When it was all said and done, win it all and win two games, we're both at 40%. So 80% of our listeners, Sal, think that UTEP could win two or go all the way, win it all. So uh, two or more games in the tournament right there. Now, if they're, if they're able to beat Middle Tennessee, this season's already been a success. We've talked about this weeks ago. We already, I, At least I labeled that weeks ago, mm-hmm. and I'm going to stand by that. Now it's just you know icing on top right here for what we're seeing at a first-year head coach, Joe Golding, and this team. And don't take this team for granted. Mm-hmm. This team might not come back next year, and, and you're looking at a group that uh, they're having so much fun playing together right now. Just be happy with what the team has uh, yeah. at the moment. And you know what? Let's say they they do get a win against Middle Tennessee. Let's take a look at the top tier of Conference USA. And I promise there's a point behind this. Okay. North Texas, we would agree, is probably the cream of the crop above all, you know, in in the top tier. Miners got a win against them. Sure. Louisiana Tech's uh, up there in that top tier. Miners got a win against them. Let's say they beat Middle Tennessee, who's number one in the East. That is a win against another top tier Conference USA team. And there's one more, that being UAB. Miners had a good chance at home uh, to, to... you know, to start off their final uh, homestand of the regular season. I think it was a three-point loss. They had a chance there. Let's say they get a rematch against the Blazers. I mean, maybe I'm looking too far ahead. I I probably am. But, I mean, we said this earlier. If they want to make themselves known to be a force in Conference USA or just to be, you know, to have a a target on their backs as a team that can, you know, that can bring it any night and take you down, we said they have to beat some of the top-tier teams. And out of the four, they have two wins. There you go. There you go. I, I, you're exactly right, Sal. And they did it at the end of the year. That's when it counts. When it matters they most. They got yep. it. They had. Uh, they have Keontae Kennedy back in the mix. That counts in a big way. Uh, sky's the limit for this team. I'm not putting the ceiling on this group. I think to put a ceiling on this group is wrong. I think to expect them to win or lose is also wrong. I think this team can go just as far as they want to go. I mean, they had a lot of sense of ur- they had a lot of urgency today. No, yeah. You could see it meant a lot to them right out of the gate. You could see UTEP wanted to win this game. You knew that. They they knew about the miles like Sule Boom has been in this program for a while now, and he's never seen a minor team win a Conference USA game. And for him to go off and score 21 in this game on an efficient yep. 7 out of 11 scoring night with six rebounds, two assists in this one in 35 minutes of action, you just know it meant more to him. I mean, it also meant more to him because he was snubbed of a first-team all-conference honor, Sal. Let's also talk about yeah. that real quick because uh, Sule Boom snubbed in that, and that that's a, a real shame right there. We talked about him flirting with the Conference USA Player of the Year honor, and yeah. he doesn't even get mentioned on the first team. That, that's ridiculous, man. No, it, it absolutely is. He's a guy who's put it well together uh, the, the final half of the season. I guess they might be looking at the overall aspect and seeing some of those uh, poor shooting performances earlier on in the season and, and a slim portion of Conference USA, but if they're just looking at the scoring, they're not really looking at Sule Boom. This is a guy who, night in and night out, is, um, you know, I don't want to say his challenge. He, he brings the challenge to the opposing team's best offensive player. Yeah. You know, it's either going to be JB, Sule, or now Keontae Kennedy uh, going up against whoever is uh, whoever is their best offensive player. And majority of the time, it's been Sule Boom. So he's been doing great on offense. 
we look at his numbers tonight, six rebounds. How can we forget the, uh, I think it was 12 or 11 rebound game he had earlier on not too long ago. So this is a guy who's really, really impacted the team far more than his offense. 880-5763, our telephone number to get into the show. 600 ESPN El Paso on Twitter. We're presented by the Oscar Arietta Agency. Getting ready to celebrate 25 years at the Oscar Arietta Agency. You can bundle and save when you start with home, auto, and life insurance. You can contact the Oscar Arietta Agency and ask them about how you could save uh, with bundling with your insurance. You can start online today, get a free no-obligation insurance policy at oscaradiattheagency.com. Uh, Want to go to Twitter. We got a lot of tweets to get to. 600 ESPN El Paso on Twitter. Uh, I mentioned two polls on our Twitter page right now. We have a second one going on. What is your favorite UTEP men's basketball jersey preference, Ooh. not including the TWC jerseys? You could tweet us which one your favorite is and tell us why in the comments. Now, it's interesting, Sal, because right now it's an overwhelming 52% say orange combo, which is interesting right there. 24% say pearly whites, 14% say all navy blue, and 10% say gray unis. Uh, Ugh, man. I'm sorry. Hey, that 10%. That should be a 5%. I'm sorry, man. That's very generous. Very generous, man. (laughs) Very generous. Pearly Whites, man, are my favorite. I'll just go out of the gate. I'll say it right away. Uh, I watched today's unis. I looked at them. I thought they looked fresh on the minors, and I thought to myself, no, they don't have a better jersey. Like, no, I'm I'm not going to buy it. Like, you can't argue that any of these other ones, at least to me, I'm saying pearly whites. I'm going to stand on that one. I would love to know what people think about this one. Uh, just kind of thinking out loud, what is UTEP's best jersey combo right now? Uh, give us a call, 880-5763, or tweet us and vote in on the poll. Sal, any early thoughts? I'll, we'll get your pick later yeah. on, but let, let's hear your early thoughts on this. Uh, you know what? Uh, I'm not surprised with, uh, with the leading candidate. Um, I guess the biggest takeaway is how could it be 10% for the Grays? I, I know, I, man. Those are awful. May, I'm sorry. Maybe, maybe it's not a large amount of votes. Maybe it's like 10 people and only one out of 10 is, is there. But no, in all seriousness, oh. um, yeah, the pearly whites, uh, pearly whites are really nice. The orange ones are extremely clean, but um, the, the blue ones just have this lethal factor to them. Okay. So uh, I'll say this, and I promise this makes sense. The pearly whites are the cleanest. And the blues are the dirtiest. Okay, I like it. I like it. 880-5763, our telephone number to get into the show. 600 ESPN El Paso on Twitter as we got a line ringing in here on the show uh, here on Minor Talk. We'll get into our awards later on in the show. Uh, Thanks to Wind Supply El Paso who brings us our hot hand of the game. Keith Southwest brings us our player of the game. And we'll get to both of those later on in the show. A couple tweets to get to, then we'll get to Roman on the phones. Uh, Ryan Guzman tweets us, what an opening statement. UTEP came in, dominated, and they looked like they were having fun. Regardless of the outcome of the rest of the tourney, I'm excited for the future of minor basketball, but let's win the dang thing, yeah? Uh, good stuff there, Ryan. Bryce Chauvin tweets us, Hell yeah, one down, need better work on the glass tomorrow, feels good to win, picks up the damn golding era, and he's uh, he throws in a ton of exclamation points, so he's fired up. We'll get to more tweets in a sec. Let's go to Roman first on the show, 880-5763, two lines available. Roman, good evening. What would you think of this one? Oh, man, it was a good game. We uh, watched the, the game with family and for all minor fans, and we were very uh, you know ecstatic and excited the way they played. A lot of shots were going down, and you know that's what it takes to win a game. Uh, after winning against North Texas, you know, uh, be it by two points. I think that uh, they're going to be a top contender now to be able to go out there and, and uh, win a couple of games here to, to get to the actual championship. But uh, uh, the last thing is just the golding area. You know, this coach is very inspiring. He's, uh, he's passionate. You can, you can feel that from him. Uh, I'm not saying anything bad against other previous Texans or, uh, you know, about, uh, UTEP coaches, but, you know, uh, this, this coach is, this coach has got it, man. He's he's got that feeling that he's gonna uh, inspire a lot of fans and uh, the city to be able to go out. Uh, obviously not this year, but next year I think it'll be better. I'm, I love going to games. Um, maybe if they lower prices a little bit, maybe we'll go to more games. But uh, uh, go UTEP. I'm positive. 
And uh, we're gonna we're gonna watch the game tomorrow, and hopefully they win. Hey, great call, man! Thanks so much, Roman. Appreciate the phone call. Thanks for weighing in. Yeah, I feel like I agree with Roman. Your early points about the game itself. I mean, I just felt like everything went right for UTEP. They started off hot. They shot forty eight percent from the floor in the first half. But look at what they did defensively, holding Old Dominion to just shooting twenty four percent from the floor. Three point range was atrocious for them all game. Two of fifteen in this one uh, for Old Dominion. Couldn't hit a three at all couldn't get the inside game working they all they really had was their second chance points which they really couldn't capitalize too much on uh 17 offensive rebounds and only 13 second chance points to show for it so yeah i get it old dominion scores over 40 in the paint and that's something utep has to clean up uh but i just thought everything was working for the miners tonight more than anything else uh four point players like sal montes told me earlier off air four players in sule boom titus verhoeven keontae kennedy and Jamal Bienemy combining for 63 points. That's that's a great night for the Miners. No, it definitely is because we've been talking about how buckets are hard to come by. You know, it's, it's been extremely hard to even crack 60 at some points. Uh, we've seen the droughts that this offense has gone through, but guys uh, were locked in, and not only were they locked in, they were extremely aggressive and and. F- my impression was that when they got the ball, they looked like they were going to win that matchup without a doubt. And I think that's the type of confidence that you got to play with uh, on offense for sure. But what I think was also different in this game from uh, from previous games from this exact same team is that they closed out the first half extremely well. You, you know, they didn't let Old Dominion go on a, a crazy six. 7-8-0 run. Miners had an answer, and if uh, they didn't have an answer offensively, they were holding Old Dominion to, uh, you know, they were challenging them on defense to score some buckets, so uh, a really, really good positive there. 880-5763 our telephone number to weigh in. 600 ESPN El Paso on Twitter. In case you're wondering, Miners play Middle Tennessee tomorrow. That's at 7 o'clock El Paso time. We'll have coverage starting at 6.30 countdown to tip-off show. Again, Middle Tennessee on the year. Uh, you look at what they've done they were first they finished first in the conference usa east division 22 and 9 overall in conference play they were 13 and 5 miners lost to them earlier this year 77 to 59 just some early numbers to look at for middle tennessee but we'll get into this matchup later on in the show and also want to mention this one will be televised on stadium Oh, man, stadium for this next matchup. There's no continuity, man. ESPN Plus, Stadium, CBS Sports Network for the semifinals on Friday. And then uh, if uh, UTEP gets to the finals, it's on CBS Sports Network as well. Is Stadium the Facebook one? I don't even know. <laughs> There's so many. I think stadiums like the one you can get for free on Roku or something. Got um, it. Okay. Yeah, I think you can get it like if you have a Pluto TV or something like that. I think there's actually like a local channel, the Carry Stadium as well, uh, that my dad showed me before. Like it's like 14-2 or like it's, I don't know, it's some kind of thing like that. It's a it's a weird dash number. I'm, I don't know if I'm even making sense, but if you've ever seen it out there, then you know what I'm talking about. And I've watched it on that channel before. So I'm curious if we'll be able to carry it locally, uh, but that's something uh, maybe we'll find out later on. Point is, you uh, Conference USA has the most confusing, and I know this because I screen calls on Sports Talk and I take the majority of calls that just ask what channel is this going to be televised on. The Conference USA has the most confusing television schedule of them all, and uh, that, that's a that's a uh, definite fact right there. Let's go to Keith, who's joining us way out in Winnipeg on the show eight eight zero five seven six. Uh, one of our regulars, it's Keith joining us next. Keith, what's going on, man? One down, three to go. Oh, man, you said that with a little uh, a little sigh right there. Is that a sigh of relief that UTEP won, or is that a sigh of excitement? I don't, I, what is that, Keith? Uh, well, I guess you could say both. Well, actually, I, I, you made my night there when you said the game tomorrow is going to be on stadium because I had a, a hell of a time watching on ESPN Plus here in, in, uh, in Winnipeg. My boys, we missed about five minutes of the game. And just the, the stream just wasn't coming through. Oh, it's terrible so, uh, at yeah. times. I, I don't blame you, Keith. Like it was hard for us to find in the first place. Once we found it, I guess it worked okay. But I'm with you on that, man. Yeah, we win tomorrow. We play on CBS Sports, though. I'm, I'm pretty sure of it, right? So if they win on, uh, if they beat Middle Tennessee tomorrow, then it's on CBS Sports Network on Friday, which would be a one o'clock tip off. Yeah. Yeah, and then Saturday night would be the same thing too. So sure. yeah, 
But anyways, um, let's get to business here. Uh, this was a uh, heck of a win. I mean, the, the you look at the box score, box score it says a 10-point win, but we know that was an 18-20 point victory. Yeah. I mean, just whatever happened in the last minute, you know. But, you know, just uh, – it. You know, I listened to what the coach was saying post-game. You know, I have four rules of playing tournament basketball. One, you have to have great coaching. Two, you have to have smart smart play. You got to take smart shots. Number three, you have to be able to rebound. And number four, you have to make your free throws. Those are four rules that I have playing conference ball. We did pretty much all those things today, except we didn't really have to worry about free throws that much because we were just shooting threes and the, the game was just out of reach. But I, I, I think this team is set set for um, a competitive basketball. Either it's, you know we win tomorrow or we lose tomorrow. It's going to come down to rebounding and free throws. And those are the two keys that I think that the coaches got to be ready for because I think that these, like, this team is going to be able to compete. And, and, I mean, we're not going into tomorrow. We're not going to lose by 20. It's going to be a back-and-forth game. We're good. I mean, we're a good team, guys. And El Paso's got to get behind this team. I mean, uh, it's hard, it was hard to tell, you know, the crowd because they just didn't show the crowd that much. But I guess, you know. I heard it was good, Keith. Was I'll just stop you right there. I heard it was, it was good. good. Yeah. Heard it was solid. Yeah. Her, uh, Babe Laufenberg was there. Had Adam Mirales out there. Uh, a lot of UTEP fans who were out in the Metroplex area. A lot of UTEP fans who were from El Paso who made the trip and actually flew out. So uh, actually, I heard there was a great UTEP brass out there. I wonder how it works That's if you're good. a fan. If you like buy hotel, you know, ho- hotel, um, I guess stays day to day, or if you check out the next day and you just hope that you're going to have to uh, fork over cash for the next. I don't know. I don't know how it works, but um, it's kind of interesting to kind of think about right there hey keith really appreciate the phone call man thanks for weighing in on the show and uh, uh always giving us a call here on minor talk 8805763 our telephone number to get into the show 600 espn el paso on twitter uh melby tweets the show at melby 72 titus in double digits with the eye emoji yeah, Titus Verhoeven, oh, yeah. they're undefeated 11-0 when he scores 10 or more points, and that uh, streak continues tonight, Sal. No, I love it because you know what we've been talking about all year is the Miners need to be aggressive in the paint. they got to rebound better, and it, it's still true today. I think Old Dominion got a, a good share of offensive rebounds, nearly doubling the Miners 17-9 um, when it comes to offensive rebounds, but we've been saying that the Miners need a big to, to step up and to score, and I mean, Titus, uh, you know, still but surely saying hey I, do you guys forget that I'm actually on the team and I'm, I'm in the paint so, so true and, and you know what are they 12 and 0 with him being in double digits um so that that's huge especially when they're looking for that kind of presence and for him to come alive you know really throughout this final stretch but more importantly from the scoring Adrian being able to stay out of foul trouble I, yeah. I, I think that is going to be paramount when, when it comes to UTEP's success because we know he can be effective he just has to be on the floor Best availability is availability. Yep. I mean, just stay on the floor for sure. Titus Verhoeven, 12 points, 9 rebounds, 30 minutes of action, plus 21 in terms of efficiency tonight. Uh, we're going to take our first time out of the show. Let's uh, take some calls here, 8805763 as we continue here on Minor Talk. ton of tweets to get to. I know it's getting a, it's getting a little late here. Uh, UTEP defeats Old Dominion 74-64. You're listening to Minor Talk, brought to you by the Oscar Adietta Agency, right here on 600 ESPN. Paso. You're listening to Minor Talk on 600 ESPN El Paso, brought to you by the Oscar Arrieta Agency, locally owned and operated for 24 years. Minor Talk continues. Adrian Bratis, Sal Montes, 8805763, our telephone number. If you would like to weigh in, now is the time to do it. We have full line, uh, we have lines available here on the show. We have a lot of tweets to get to uh, here on Minor Talk. First off, Mary Onyema, another great win for UTEP Miners. Zarek to start off the game with high energy dunk. Taken from the start to finish, UTEP never looked back. This is definitely the golden era. Yes, on to the next round. Go Miners. I, I still can't get over that uh, starting Zarek Onyema. It's like Joe Golding's a minor talk listener or something. And you know what? <laughs> it's not like we're saying it. Let's be honest. It's like the listeners saying it. The listeners were the ones who wanted Zarek Onyema to start. And I think we were more realistic on this approach and said, eh, you know, maybe next year or maybe in the future, like he's got a great chance. We were very, very realistic on this kind of on this kind of front. Uh, but Sal, you know, when it was all said and done, Zarek Onyema, he definitely decided. I mean, he. 
he definitely made it uh, apparent that he, um, you know, he was deserving of being in that starting lineup, and that's that's a really good thing to see right there uh, for the Miners. Eight eight zero five seven six three. That's our telephone number to get into the show. Adriana Enemy Win number three tweets the show. Great game. Nice tribute to Coach Rodney Terry by Joe Golding for starting five Terry recruits. Ah, Adrian, there you go. There you go. I like it. That's a good one. Um, I can't get you on that one. That's a really good one. Uh, also tweeting the show is Herman Flores taking care of business tonight but need to rebound a lot better tomorrow. Uh, that's coming from Herman Flores here on Minor Talk. We got a poll also on on the, our Twitter page right now. What's your favorite UTEP men's basketball jersey preference, not including the TWC jerseys? Right now, 48% say orange combo, 19% say all navy blue, 19% say pearly whites. And oh man, the gray unis are coming in. They were down for the count, but they are coming back. They were at 10%, uh, I don't know, some kind of si- uh, psychos out there who really like the gray unis. So, yeah. they have, it, the vote has increased, Sal. It's now, it went from 10% of the votes to 14%. I think, I think you pronounced sickos wrong. It's sickos. There you go. Sickos. It's or, the sickos committee. Yeah, I, I have no idea. But, I mean, hey, they did beat North Texas in those jerseys, so maybe that's why they like them. There you go. It's possible. Maybe. Um, this coming in right now on Twitter for uh, from Leo underscore minor fan. God, we have a lot of tweets to burn through. Five years. Five years since the last conference tournament win. Added to the list of what Joe Golding has done for his first year. Hashtag minor talk. Uh, coming from YYS, Buckets for Sale is coming out, giving answers and asking questions later. Uh, Ryan Guzman. Oh, no, we already read this one earlier. Uh, let's keep it going. This is from Lugal. All I'm saying is that the Miners have never lost a game when Zarek Onyema starts. In all seriousness, great game tonight. Kimbo Pops tweets the show, Is something wrong with the app? It keeps disconnecting. Uh, we'll look into that, Kimbo. I'm not too sure. Um, this coming in from Leo on that, he said mine is fine. In regards to the name of uh, the lineup that we were talking about earlier, Sal, uh, the UTEP starting line, lineup, you called it the Moneyball lineup. Sule Boom, yeah. Titus Verhoeven, Keontae Kennedy, Zarek Onyema, uh, Jamal Bienemy, that starting lineup. Steven Adiola has a good name. Mm. The Monstar lineup. Hashtag Minor Talk. That's cool. Let's just make sure that uh, Michael Jordan's not on the other team. If that's you know if that's the case, I, I like the minor chances. Okay, I like it. <laughs> um, coming from Darren Hunt, our our friend of the show. Thanks for the coverage tonight and every game. Appreciate it. Looking forward to tomorrow. I think a lot of people are looking forward to tomorrow as well, Darren. And I appreciate the love, man. Appreciate that on the show. Uh, let's go to the phones right now. Eight eight zero five seven six three. Ed is joining us next on the show. Ed, good evening. What's going on, man? <laughs> Ed, you're you're thrilled. This is like your tweet. This is like your tweets, man. You can't. You're so excited. You can't even tweet. I'm telling you, man. I am so fired up. It's amazing. But here's the here's the thing with me. It, this is a total total team win. There there are so many people that are playing so good. I mean, Suli and even his his opportunistic rebounds and his big shots and going yeah. to the going and getting to the foul line and and Berhoven and. And the enemy, and just it, just everybody. But there's one guy right now that's just tripping me out. And I got to be honest with you, I made a mistake, and I called you guys up, and I said I'm not sure about Keontae coming back. I don't want to ruffle the feathers. I don't want to disrupt the chemistry. Right? Right. I right remember now, that. Yeah, and I apologize, but right now he's the guy that's tripping me out. How is it that a guy <laughs> could be out for two months, come back? and keep elevating his game to a new level almost every single game. That was my first that? question when he came back. And, and, like, in that first really good game, I was like, how did this happen? Because somebody doesn't just wake up one day and say, all right, I'm going to play basketball, and I'm going to score double figures in, in, uh, right when I come back. And now Keontae, this is his fourth game back, I believe. And uh, ever since he's been back, double-figure scoring, uh, he looks like an alien right now. That's that's the best way I could describe Keontae Kennedy, an alien type of, of player because we haven't seen anything like this. I mean, really, uh, somebody who's dealt with a broken foot – and then a fractured foot, and then he comes back and he's scoring a double figures like this. He is such a spark.
spark for the Miners. He brings so much energy. He brings a great defensive prowess. Uh, what more can you ask for Keontae Kennedy? The narrative of, oh, uh, Keontae Kennedy coming back, don't ruffle the feathers, that was out the window after the first game. Well, I'll tell you what. When I first heard this guy was transferring in from Xavier, I was all excited. And, and honestly, he hadn't really lived up to the billing. He had not when he first got here. And to me, the coaching staff has so much to do with that because his game is nowhere near what it was for those first two years when he transferred in. Let's just be honest. With you completely, Ed. With you 100%. I mean, we thought Keontae was very raw when he got here. He was like Jamari Sibley-esque raw. He was super athletic. He could dunk out of the out of the gym. Uh, he had highlight reel dunks and stuff like Kind of like G- Deion Stroud uh, for minor fans who've, who've been around this program for a little bit. Um, he kind of reminds you, reminded you of that. Uh, and then Keontae Kennedy kind of put it all together this year. Everything made sense. Even to start this year, he wasn't like the most successful shooter. And, uh, you know, now, now you're kind of looking at Keontae. Dante Kennedy. Look, here's what I'll say. Don't take him for granted. I mean, UTEP has a special player right here in Keontae Kennedy. He's just a sophomore. Do not take this player for granted. Celebrate how how good of a player he really is uh, when he wears a orange and blue uniform. And, you know, just be happy he's playing for the Miners. So, uh, Ed, I appreciate the phone call, man. I get your excitement. I think a lot of Miner fans share that same excitement after this big win. Appreciate your phone call as well. 880-5763, our telephone number to get into the show. Sal, a lot of of, uh, optimism yeah. when it comes to Keontae. No, big time, and and I know that um you know right before he, he went out for um to start conference play um it, it's kind of when he was I don't want to say finding his form, but things were starting to to really groove for him because he said this earlier the team is not peaking at the right time. He said the best is yet to come, and I think we're seeing that um individually with Keontae Kennedy as well. And although the the point can be made. Hey, how come? Um, how come? You know, how, how can he come in and make an impact right away when he's missed so much time? He might not be in basketball shape, but on the flip side, you could say he's been observing this team while oh, playing yeah. some great basketball and learning where guys are going to be, picking their spots. And when he comes back in, knows not to be in those areas, but also how he can facilitate better, how he can be in the right place at the right time. And we're starting to see a lot of continuity, and continuity in that all across the board. He's he is so versatile when he plays. The- game he's so versatile and I'm with you on that Sal because he's a well-rounded player he's one of your best perimeter defenders across the board Uh, he can rebound he can he can help you out when it comes to jump shooting and uh, he can hit the three he just brings so much to the table and uh, yeah Keontae Kennedy just don't take him for granted he's a fun player to watch and uh, you know he's he's a player that uh, it's an ultimate what if if he had stayed healthy for this whole year and if they had him all year long what this team would have really finished at I mean they were this successful without him Imagine if they had him all year long and, and what how he could have finished, yeah. speaking of all-conference honors and things like that. So, yeah, most definitely with Keontae Kennedy. 880-5763, our telephone number. Be patient if you're giving us a call. Uh, we're trying to get to all the phones and the tweets here on the show as well. Uh, so just give us a call if, you're, if you've been trying to get in on the show at 880-5763. We're presented by the Oscar Adietta Agency. A couple awards to get to later on in the show. Thanks to Win Supply El Paso and Keith Southwest. Uh, still a lot of tweets to get to uh, Kevin on the show at Sleepy Kev 5 who's a regular here on Minor Talk he tweets the show everyone played well tonight but to be specific Sule and Titus stood out the most to me Keontae always plays well, so that's not a surprise. Let's keep this com- uh, composure for tomorrow's matchup against Middle Tennessee. UTEP is 3-0 in March this season. Hashtag picks up. Hashtag minor talk. Also tweeting the show, it's Megan Acosta. 3-0 in March. Hashtag Conference USA Tournament. Hashtag minor talk on the program. 8805763 Daniel at the bridge under tweets us solid victory all around it seems like the new system has unlocked the players abilities to really score the basketball defense was good too next game could be a barn burner with the miners winning or utep getting blown out no in between interesting point right there uh this coming in (laughs) this coming in from leo underscore minor fan he says the gray uniforms and he has the vomiting emoji uh, that that's uh, real funny. It's like Leo's in our head sometimes here on Minor Talk. Uh, what's your favorite UTEP men's basketball jersey and the preference? Give us a call. Send us a tweet. 
gray unis are picking up a lot of steam right now. 15% of the votes. We've got about 75 votes in. 50% of the votes say orange so far. So that's been the winning uh, the winning one. I said pearly whites, and that one has 20% of the votes right there. Uh, and then all navy blue checking in at three at 16% of the votes. Uh, let's go to Tristan Pence. Kennedy, Enemy, and Boom are a very strong scoring trio. Probably the best trio in all of Conference USA. The Miners are playing with confidence and are a hungry basketball team. Love seeing Verhoeven and Onyema on the court at the same time. Keep up the grind, Miners. Hashtag picks up. Hashtag Miner talk. Hunter's next on the show. 880-5763 is our telephone number. What's going on, Hunter? What do you think of tonight? What's going on, guys? How are you guys doing tonight? Doing well, man. How about yourself? Hey, man, can't complain. Called this one when they uh, were at 12 wins and you all were, uh, you know, <laughs> questioning if they'd even get to 15. No, exactly. I mean, gonna, look at this, man. This tournament win, man. Feels good, doesn't it? They went. They were eight and eight at one point this year. One and three in conference play. They lost to Charlotte, sixty six fifty three. And I thought this team would be in complete disarray at that point. Uh, then they go off and win six in a row. But then they lose to North Texas and Marshall. And you're still having some question marks on this team when they're at the fourteen and ten point. Uh, but yeah, people like you stood uh, stood firm with this team, Hunter, and you were pretty confident in this group. And now they have a real chance to win twenty games, which I still find pretty amazing. It, in the, in the first year of Joe Golding. Yeah, I mean, we can't look to uh, next year or the year after that because it's going to be a totally different team. So we just got to exactly. see where it goes. So uh, if they want to have a chance tomorrow, man, they I mean, you guys have said it plenty of times, that rebounding is going to kill them. You know, the guard play is as good as any guard play in the, in the conference. So there, there's no question there. So when they work the, the ball from inside out, when they, when they get Verhoeven involved and even uh, Sibley inside, it gives them a chance to win. So if they're going to have any chance, man, rebounding is about effort. So I have no no idea how Golding is not able to get that out of them. It doesn't take talent. It doesn't take any secret. It's effort. Who wants that ball? So if they go out, rebound, do the things right, they got a chance tomorrow. Sure they do, yeah. And if Jefferson's out tomorrow for Middle Tennessee, I think that gives them even you know a better edge right there, just right out of the gate. I actually think you know the Miners playing forty minutes today on a court like uh, like we saw in Frisco against Old Dominion that actually gives you more preparation if you don't because if you're walking in there for the first time after not being in Frisco or like a competitive team in Frisco for a while like Middle Tennessee. It might get a little weird out there. That's a weird environment to be in, and uh, for the miners to have already a game under their belt, maybe they start, you know, swing. They come out tomorrow swinging, and and they come out with a big start again. I think that's a, another big key in this one. Uh, the miners got off to such a great start in this game, Hunter. I didn't really, I wasn't worried at all in this game. I really wasn't. I, were you worried at any point in this game? Hey man, I've been a UTEP fan long enough to worry about everything. Man, we've had the worst luck <laughs> in the last thirty years. Nothing's a given with this team. That's why we'll take it when we get it, you know what I mean? But, uh, you know, uh, Middle Tennessee's tough. I don't know how tomorrow's going to go. We'll enjoy today. But I'll tell you this. If they can find a way tomorrow, I'm calling it they're winning the conference term. Wow. If they find a way to win tomorrow, they're winning the conference term. Okay. I have no doubt. Wow. But, uh, we got the watch Look party here. up here in the we got the watch party up here in the Franklin Hills area, man. You're more than welcome to join for tomorrow too. I appreciate Hey Hunter, I appreciate that. Before we let you go, answer me this as we got somebody else calling in here on the show 8805763. Uh Hunter, who or which which is your favorite Utah basketball jersey preference? Uh the blue ones, man. I know the white ones look like practice jerseys. <laughs> I don't know what it is about those gray ones I don't like, and uh, blue ones look pretty solid. Though. Those gray ones are awful. Those gray ones are terrible. <laughs> All right, man. Hey, I appreciate it, Hunter. You take care, man. Got it, man. Take care. Eight eight zero five seven six three telephone number to get into the show. Uh, next up on the show is Pinky. Great minor basketball win from start to finish, the way it should be. Uh, great to see all those double figure scores. Still need to protect better. Just saying. Let's do it again tomorrow. Hashtag minor talk here on the program. Jonathan Byers tweets the show. If you asked me, UTEP already made their statement against North Texas. UTEP has already proved to me that they are a top four team in Conference USA. UTEP has potential to shock the nation. My eyes are set on, on a potential UTEP versus Texas Tech matchup in round one. 
Oh, man. Manny, I love it. Manny David tweets the show, the orange jerseys are my current favorite. The current white jerseys look like practice jerseys. Same with what Hunter said. I miss this old look, and it's the UTEP Hardaway jerseys from the 90s. Yeah, hey, good point, Manny. Manny. Um, I just like the pearly whites because I think they look clean. I understand if you think they might look like practice jerseys. And then I'm also looking at these uh, Hardaway jerseys. That's how every UTEP white basketball jersey should be with the, uh, the yellow lettering, the old school look and then have that blue trim as well. So I'm with you on that. I can I can level with you on that. All throwback jerseys, those are going to mainly win for me when we're talking those. Current jerseys, I'll still stick with the white. Uh, yuck tweets the show. <laughs> this team keeps getting better. Coaching matters. Hashtag minor talk. Hashtag get it. Yeah, I love it. I mean, the, the way that this team is playing right now, it, it also shows that as well as they've been playing, there's still some things missing, but they're playing with the confidence to uh, to really embrace any type of any type of challenge any opponent wants to bring their way because they know that at the end of the day, their defense is going to give them a chance. But now throughout this recent stretch, they're starting to win the games that they're supposed to. And I think that's a big, big difference from when they started getting on this uh, this little hot streak. Yeah, no, you're right. They're winning games they should win. And that's a huge thing that the Miners yeah. uh, haven't had a chance to um, say in, in a, the recent past. You know the recent couple years. Uh, Pinky tweets us: No college basketball player is a freshman this time of year. Hashtag minor talk. Also follows it up with some uh, directions for TV. Stadium is fourteen one on air. Direct TV six zero eight six zero eight one dash six zero eight two on Direct TV. So that's uh, coming from Pinky as far as tomorrow's game being televised. Let's go to Chang, who's joining us next on the show. 8805763, our telephone number to get into the show. 600 ESPN El Paso on Twitter. Chang, good evening. What's going on? Good evening, man. It's good to talk to my fellow guillotine, guillotine friend. Uh, hey, hey. To, what's uh, going on, uh, man? No, man. I'm just enjoying the, the call and appreciate your all's hard work. Um, I just wanted to, I, and, and if I repeat myself, from a, a previous call, please forgive no, me. No, no worries, man. I've been, Go uh, ahead. Uh, watching, watching the game and uh, just uh, on my way home. And uh, I just wanted to say, how amazing is it that the Miners lose their best player and on top of that are still a much, much, much better team than what they were last year? And, and uh, I don't mean to kick a dog while it's down, but if Coach Terry was coach of this team, there's no doubt in my mind that uh, this team would have won uh, eight games. I mean, wow! With, uh, with really? Coach. Yes. I mean, I just, I just think Coach Golding has a. a I, I don't know. I think he's uh, uh, pulled a rabbit out of his hat and uh, making these guys play defense, and it's so entertaining to watch. Now he is a ten times better in game and a practice coach, better than what we had before. And uh, I, I will admit that I'm the one that, that took up for the, the prior coach. But I mean, just to watch this happen is, is just absolutely amazing. And it, it's fun to watch, and I just hope that he can recruit half as good as he can coach. Yeah, it's like numbers don't lie, ball don't lie, and when they're having this much success, you have to have uh, optimism in this coaching staff, and you have to think that you know things just weren't right for a reason in the past three years, and things are changing here at UTEP. And I, I don't know about the recruiting efforts right there, Chang. I think that's a great point. I think that uh, there's two sides. Actually, there's three sides uh, to every coach. It's number one, in-season coaching, so uh, – that's a huge thing, and Joe Golding has pretty much checked that box. He's done a good job of that. Then it's recruiting. Recruiting has become almost half of your lifeblood uh, in a program, and, and that's so crazy to think, but it's because the roster turnover is higher than we've ever seen in years in college basketball. It's like uh, it's like free agency every year in college basketball and having to re-recruit your current players and then recruit new players who are coming into the mix. So a lot of people think, oh, well, it's you know Alfred Hollis, Gilles DeConic who are leaving the program since they're the graduating guys. No, there's just going to be turnover on this program naturally because that's college basketball. So recruiting is such a big thing. Number three on that list is schedule making. Uh, but you're right on the uh, you're right on track, Chang. Hey, I got to ask you before I let you go. What's your favorite uniform yes, combo uh, for the Miners? I like the navy with the the cream uh, the creamsicle orange. Uh, I haven't seen that a whole lot. Just seen it a little bit in football. I'm not a real huge fan of the cream sickle, but I, I do like the, the navy, uh, even in football and in basketball, I do like the navy blue with the, the orange. Okay, good stuff, Jake. 
Thank you, man. You all have a great night. Hey, you, you too. Have a great night, man. It's great to talk to you. 8805763, telephone number to weigh in on the show. 600 ESPN El Paso on Twitter. A couple tweets real quick, then we'll get right to uh, Tommy, who's joining us next. Leo underscore minor fan tweets us, my biggest takeaway they never let Old Dominion get back into the game, even though they they kind of start to creep back in a tad. They shut them down, something they haven't done all year. Hashtag leveled up. Kingsley Onyema, father of Zarek Onyema, congratulations, UTEP men's basketball. Great team victory today. Z-Man's first start. Definitely a moneymaker lineup by Coach Joe Golding. I can't even read this with a straight face. Just can't help admire what this team has achieved in year one of this con- incredible coaches. Hashtag believe, hashtag picks up ha- at UTEP Miners. Sal Kingsley Onyema loves it. Yeah, Moneyball, I'm telling you, it's here, it's here, cash <laughs> in while it's hot. Oh, man. you, uh, Jonathan Byers, UTEP is actually a two-seed disguised as a four-seed, to be honest. Josh, <laughs> That's good. <laughs> yeah, that is a good one. Joshua Rios tweets us, let's focus on tomorrow. Rebound is important. Other than that, defense and get the win at UTEP men's basketball. Hashtag minor strong. Hashtag minor talk. Uh, this one coming from the notorious Nip. Congrats on the first start to Zarek Onyema. Uh, this guy at Sad Utep Fan 91 tweets us the all black unis. Haven't seen those in a while. Yeah. That's a big throwback right there. Uh, that's not a current one, but hey, why not? You can throw that one in. Bead, or actually, this is Bird Feeder Cam tweets the show. What a great victory. Double orange combination for football and basketball. Hashtag Minor Talk needs to award the collar of the season to the Winnipeg collar. Great fan, and Coach Joe Golding has done the job to get this team ready in March. We do need a collar of the season award, and then we just yeah. like come up with a fake trophy or something like that, and then we get <laughs> we got to come up with the worst collar of the show or like the worst collar of the year or something like that. So <laughs> I think that's a good award that we should hand out. Keith from Winnipeg always brings the heat, so I agree with you there. Bird feeder Cam, he's a great caller here on Minor Talk with us. Let's go to Tommy, who's joining us next on the phones eight eight zero five seven six three our telephone number. Tommy, good evening. What's going on? Good evening. How are you? Doing great. How about you, Tommy? Yes, really excited about uh, the coach and his coaching. I think the prior caller was right on in terms of the X's and O's and the coaching and the, the recruiting being a question mark. But one of the gaps, I think, that potentially links the two is the relationship with the players. And if you've listened closely to some of the players' comments, they really buy into Golding. There's a relationship there. Golding talked about it on this podcast a couple of days ago with the former UTEP assistant. Yeah, with Coach uh, Burton. Sule, yeah, Coach Burton. Sule's been out to basketball games for Golding's kids here in, in town. And I know you all keep on alluding to kids are going to leave, but I, I'm not so sure. I think he has bona fide relationships with his players, and that goes a long way. And so let's, let's see what happens. I wouldn't be surprised if kids leave. I also wouldn't be surprised if, if the, the course stays, because I think they're seeing what this guy can, can do in terms of his coaching uh, ability. So just real excited about uh, this guy. I think he's, he's, a, he's a great coach. Now the X factor is what kind of players can he bring in from the outside? I think Terry did that. I don't think Terry could coach, but he certainly could get the players into onto the court here in, in El Paso. So that to me is the X factor. Okay. Hey, good stuff, Tommy. Appreciate your phone call. Real quick, Tommy, what, what uniforms do you prefer? I don't care if it's pink and fuchsia as long as they keep winning. <laughs> okay, what what do you which ones do you not like? All right, give me that. If you can't give me the, I don't the like one, the new orange. I, I want okay. to go back to the old orange. I Thank you. Old, this, the see, this is the honesty I need. This is the honesty I need right here. So that's a good take right there. Appreciate it, Tommy. Thanks so much for giving us a call. Eight eight zero five seven six three telephone number. I want to touch on something that Tommy said. I get it. Like no, you know, if you're a UTEP diehard, or if you're really sold on Joe Golding and this team, you're you're not you're naturally not going to want to talk transfer portal. But the ugly truth is, this is transfer portal season. This is the worst time yeah. of year uh, for transfer portal because right at the end of this week. We start to see it immediately. Like you'll first start to see the the teams that aren't contenders for any kind of postseason tournament, like the UTEP of last year's. Those kind of guys leave immediately. Like those are going to be the first guys who are going to enter the portal. Then you're going to see those who ha- maybe have a postseason tournament or whatever. Then those are, those players will start to trickle into the portal afterward. But um, it's just the number. It's a numbers game. Yeah. It's not like we're not trying to be friendly or trying to say, oh, you know, the, you know, Golding has uh, had Sule Boom go to the, you know. Ha- 
come to his uh, you know kids' games in the past, which is true, and I feel like that's a really cool thing, and, and it shows that they have a great bond on and off the court, and and you know they they have a great relationship right there, and yeah, Golding always talks about relationships. I truly believe that, but at the same point, there there comes to there comes a point where. Um, it's not in their decision. It might not even be the player's decision. It, people just need to trust us on this. It's it's a bigger uh, picture kind of thing with some of these guys, and they have people back home who make these yeah. decisions for them. Like I'm, I, I don't know how many times I have to say this. It's not their decision sometimes. It's their it's the people around them, their team, who says, hey, we're going to do this. This is going to be the best opportunity for you, and this is going to get you to the NBA, or this is going to get you uh, the financial money you know that you need moving forward. So – uh, those things just happen. That's a harsh reality, and the sad thing about this that no one wants to hear at this point because all we want to do is talk about how good UTEP is right now is that uh, behind the scenes there's transfer portal talk, and, and yeah. that's the ugly reality of college basketball. Yeah, and it's going on all over the place uh, for sure. And I think one thing that kind of separates some schools from the others, I mean, you, you could kind of pick – uh, who you want by, by the statement, but some schools just have greater resources where they can afford to be playing postseason ball and still have somebody out on the road, somebody out scouting the net. You know, th- there could be somebody in, in conference tournament games right now <laughs> having actual, uh, you know, scouting going on. So it, it that's happening everywhere. But yeah, just just take it for what it's worth. Some schools have the resources to be in more than one place at a time. The point is, and the bigger picture uh, storyline about this is, just be happy right now and look yeah. at this team and be excited that you have you get to watch this UTEP team as it is right now. And, and that's all you can see right now. That's You just have to look at what's in front of you. Kenny Onyema tweets the show. Won't say any names or criticize any former coaches, but Joe Gold, uh, Coach Joe Golding proved something today. Hashtag minor talk. Uh, this one from Jaime Pinky Arieta, POG n- player of the game, none other than Sule Boom, made a statement to Conference USA that he is deserving of a first team honor. Hashtag minor talk. Daniel tweets the show, just a nugget, but Middle Tennessee is 5-9 and nine on the road. Just defend the three-point line and get the damn rebound. Apparently this team is mortal too. Interesting point, Sal. Yeah, and uh, for sure, uh, I think not having uh, your best player in uh, Josh Jefferson has definitely impacted the team. Um, but also, I could be a hypocrite because I was saying, hey, look at UTEP without Keontae Kennedy, and, and they were able to catch some fire. So uh, at the end of the day, though, this is a really, really uh, well-rounded team. They, they got the conference coach of the year. And let's say Jefferson does come back. They could be in a really, really good shape, but just enjoy this win while it lasts because as soon as the clock strikes 12, it's already on to the next one, and uh, it, it's a new it's a new season, really. There's no room for mistakes on any side, and we're looking at now, let's say Middle Tennessee doesn't have Jefferson. They still have the conference coach of the year. That is a team that very rarely makes mistakes, so it's going to be tough. It will be tough, Sal. That's that's definitely the truth. Uh, Paul Reynoso tweets the show, rebounding seems to be the Miners' Achilles heel, but if they, can move, if they can quickly fix that and keep the turnovers to a minimum, then they have a great chance to beat Middle Tennessee. Hashtag Miner Talk. This coming in from Leo underscore Miner Fan. Definitely still up listening to Miner Talk on 600 ESPN El Paso after the Miners have won their first conference tournament game in five years. Hashtag Golding. I'm sleepy, but I'm fighting through it. Thanks, Leo. Thanks for uh, sticking with us here on the show. We'll sleep in May, just like John Rothstein says. We'll sleep in May. We'll... we'll uh, We'll pull all-nighters here in, in March and April, and we'll be uh, we'll be a little tired here in the next couple of weeks, but it's going to be all worth it here on the show. Uh, hey, we're going to take a timeout right now. When we come back, turning the page to tomorrow, Middle Tennessee is on the horizon, but before we do that, we'll also get to some awards here on the show. Uh, stay with us as Minor Talk continues right here on 600 ESPN El Paso. You're listening to Minor Talk on 600 ESPN El Paso, brought to you by the Oscar Arrieta Agency. Locally owned and operated for 24 years. Welcome back to the final segment here on Minor Talk. Adrian brought us along with Sal Montes as we continue here on the show. UTEP defeats Old Dominion 74-64. If you would like to weigh in on the show, now is the time to do it. Uh, before we wrap up here on the show, 880-5763. Our telephone number would be happy to take your call here before we wrap things up. We're asking you, what's your favorite UTEP basketball jersey preference, not including the Texas Western jerseys? I think those are... 
the consensus number one. Like, if we had to put that one on the pole, that one would have won by a landslide, in my opinion. I'm just wondering, what's your color preference right there? Orange, all-navy blue, pearly whites, gray unis. I said pearly whites. Sal, we've give, we've had some anticipation ahead of your selection. What is your pick here uh, for the UTEP jersey preference? I got to go with the all-blue. Uh, nice. The, the a lot of people blue. like this one. Yeah, That one is my favorite. I just think... Uh, because it's the most different. You know, people think orange and blue with the minors, but the majority of it is white at home, orange on the road. Uh, but for some reason, that blue just just sticks out to me the most. I'm getting some flashbacks, a little bit of uh, the blue jerseys when uh, Barbie was coach and Stephon Jackson was just torching teams. You know, pulling up from mid-range was Stephon Jackson torching everybody in his path. And uh, just those blue, it just brings back some memories. So I got to go with the with I the get Garfies. you on that. Uh, right now, 49% of the vote says the orange combo – 21% says the pearly whites, 16% vote uh, the all-navy blue, and then 14% say the gray oh. unis. That's too high. You know what? I got to vote. I, I got to rig this. Hold on. I know. I, I got to vote against the gray unis. I think there are uh, people who listen to the show who are just like, you know what? Just to be a troll, I'm going to vote the gray unis. I think we get those <laughs> kinds of people here on Minor Talk just because we we're talking about how much we dislike those uniforms uh, here for the UTEP men's basketball team. Well, watch this. I promise you tomorrow, Sal. The way that we're talking right now. Gray unis tomorrow for UTEP. Watch this. Watch it's gonna happen. You know what? I, I don't even care as long as they win. Yeah, kind of like uh, what Tommy said, huh? Yeah, it, you know, if that's the case, then then wear them every time as long as they win. Shut me up, please. Hey, uh, CB. Excuse me. Stadium will actually have tomorrow's game. Seven o'clock start on Stadium. It's eight o'clock start in Central Time. Uh, we'll have it for you starting with the countdown to tip off six thirty El Paso time, and then we'll have minor talk after the game as well. Uh, if they win on Thursday, then we're right back at it Friday, and that will lead into sports talk as well. So uh, could be a really busy day on Friday. We could have like sports talk, minor talk. It could be a really long day but uh that would be a lot of fun if, if that's uh, if that ends up being the case as well so kind of a little hybrid right there if that ends up being what we end up doing on friday uh if utep wins i think we're getting a little ahead of our, ourselves here uh they have a huge game tomorrow against Middle Tennessee. We'll preview Middle Tennessee in just a little bit, but let's get to our awards. These are our highly anticipated awards after every UTEP men's basketball game. I'm laughing because uh, this is a tough one right here. A lot of great candidates. I'm going to read some names right here for our two potential awards here. Our Hot Hand Award brought to you by Wind Supply El Paso and then Player of the Game thanks to Keith Southwest. Jamari Sibley should not be overlooked in this game. 24 minutes of action, 7 points, 4 rebounds, Two uh, two assists and then two blocks in 24 minutes of action, plus 13 in terms of efficiency. I thought Jamari Sibley, another great game off the bench. Maybe this works for him. Maybe that roll off the bench uh, works for Jamari Sibley. Uh, Zarek Onyema, although his stat line was a little bit lower than the other guys, just want to mention what he provided for the team and a starting effort. Four points on two of three shooting, did exactly what he was asked to do. Yep. Four rebounds, one steal, 16 minutes of action. Zarek Onyema, man, uh, good start. Good start. Yeah, great start. Got the team off, uh, you know, really on the right track. And the cool part is, is he was part of that game plan. wasn't just thrown out there to to throw off ODU a bit. There was actual purpose. And uh, right away, this guy gets a block and then deservedly gets the bucket on the other end to open things up. So big, big time minutes for um, for Mr. Unyama. Okay, so now we're going to get into some serious contenders for these two honors right here. Jamal Bienemy, 13 points, 7 assists. Five rebounds uh, and one block, 35 minutes of action. Good stat line right there. Titus Verhoeven, listen to this stat line. 12 points on 6 of 8 scoring from the floor. Nine rebounds, including four on the offensive side. He had two assists, uh, two blocks, one steal, 30 minutes of action. Wow, what a game from Titus right there, Sal. Yeah, in a game where Coach Golding preached, um, didn't preach rather, but the points of emphasis were be aggressive and uh, be big, you know, rebound the ball. And although Old Dominion did have uh, more offensive rebounds, the Miners just out-rebounded by five total. And with Titus, he leads the team tonight in nine rebounds, so he really, really took that upon himself and was also efficient from the field. So really, really big performance from Titus. This is what they need every single game. Keontae Kennedy, 17 points today. Didn't do too too much else in the stack column, but still scored in double figures for uh, the uh, uh, fourth consecutive game since he's been back. Sule Boom rounding things out in the leading scoring column for all scorers today. 21 points on an efficient 
Yep. Seven of 11 scoring, three of five from three-point land, uh, two assists, six rebounds, and then in 35 minutes of action, that's what Sule Boom put together on that end. Sal, let's start with the hot hand award. This is a tough one uh, across the board. We've got some great candidates. Where are we going here? You know what? Hot hand, I got to give it to uh, to Sule Boom. Wow! Yeah, there I, it is! I, I think Sule Boom was incredible Ooh. tonight. And, and to be fair, these awards could be, you know, you know, toss back and forth, but somebody's got to get them right. I'm going with uh, Sule Boom was the most efficient tonight, in my opinion, uh, in terms of volume. Uh, you know, goes three for five from beyond the arc, but gets it done rebounding as well. Uh, two assists and, uh, you know, playing good defense. No steals or blocks on his stat sheet, so no hot hands defensively, but was able to, you know, disrupt uh, Old Dominion's usual passing lanes. But Sule Boom got hot at the right time and uh, carried this team on offense. Sule Boom, our hot hand away. Award winner tonight, and that's brought to you by Wind Supply El Paso. Uh, Wind Supply El Paso is the official supplier of champion heating and cooling products. To locate your nearest champion dealer, visit the Find a Dealer tab at windsupplyelpaso.com. Let's get to our player of the game, then we'll get to some calls. 8805763. If you'd like to duck in a late call, now is the time to do it here on the show. Sal, I think we're I know where you're going on this one. That's why I said wow in the first place, but I think you're right on this one. Yeah. Give it to me. I got to go with Titus Verhoeven. Nice. I, I mean, UTEP has been asking for a presence in the paint um, all year. And um, whenever that, you know, it's been called upon, Titus Verhoeven has been the one to really answer the bell. When he's when he's able to be in the game and, and, and not get in foul trouble. And he did just about every single thing that you asked tonight. 12 points. Doesn't take up a run of the offense. Only eight shots and make six of them. So he's not taking away possessions from other guys. In fact, he was a focal point on offense in some portions of the game. Um, you know, four offensive rebounds, five uh, defensive, so nine total. But three personal fouls is what really sticks out to me in in a game where you're going up against a team in Old Dominion that's extremely aggressive. They're they're pesky. You know, they they want to they really want to be aggressive out there. And I think he handled it really well. Also gets two assists and two blocks with the steals. So all over the place. I don't think the Miners, um, you know, win by as much or uh, kind of dominate the way they do without Titus out there. Uh, Titus Verhoeven, our player of the game, thanks to Keith Southwest. They deliver the best precision metal components for businesses throughout the world, all made here in El Paso. From prototype to manufacturing, 50 million pieces, Keith Southwest is a trusted partner for for aerospace, automotive, appliance, electronics, military, medical, and many more companies throughout the world. Learn more about Keith Southwest online today at KeithsSW.com. Dot com eight eight zero five seven six three as we close out the show. Let's get to a couple tweets. Then Eric joining us on the phones. Uh, Pinky tweets the show game tomorrow on Stadium Network. Conference USA sucks. Hashtag minor talk coming from Pinky. This one from Ryan Guzman. I know you said those color preference, but those Mineros jerseys uh, jerseys are fire. Give me those pearly whites any day. That's coming from Ryan Guzman. Back to the phones. Eric joins us next. Eight eight zero five seven six three. Eric, what's going on, man? Doing good, Ethan. How you doing? Long time no talk, Eric. How you doing, man? Yeah, I've been gone for a little bit, but you know I'm back at the right. Wow. Time. Okay. A little uh. A uh, little voyage for uh, Eric, but he's back in action, back in March. Hey, we'll sleep in May. Uh, good time to be back, Eric. Hey, you know, I wasn't completely gone. I was tweeting, so at least I wasn't completely gone. No, I hear you, man. What you think of tonight? Uh, Adrian, they did it. They finally did it. After all the years of, you know, anger and disappointment, they finally got one, Adrian. I mean, remember what I, t- I tweeted about after the North Texas game? Golding has already accomplished what Terry couldn't do. This just adds on to it. Terry could never, I don't think Terry could have won this game. Sorry to say, but I really don't think he could have. And I'm not trying to bash on Terry, but I really don't think he would have won this game with Bryson. I really don't think so. Wow. I really don't. Interesting. Why Why is that? It's because, to begin with, I don't even think he wanted to be here long term. He just came here because he was going to be a head coach, and then he was going to leave after a couple years. That's exactly what he did. Wow. Yeah, well, I I understand. I understand that. Okay. Well, so, all right, Eric, give me what you think this team could do for the rest of the tourney. Um, Against Middle Tennessee, they have a very good chance. Very. Middle Tennessee is complete trash away from their home home court. 
They're bad on the road. So is Old Dominion. They're just bad. They can't win on the road. So if they can capitalize that, then, yeah, I think they can. Who would they play if they beat Middle Tennessee on Friday? If they beat Middle Tennessee, great question. They'd play the winner of UAB and Florida Atlantic. So uh, tough opponent right there. But, hey, you could argue, well, you could argue right there that could be uh, at that point, um, you know, UAB's toughest opponent in in the conference tournament. So that could be your your, uh, comparison right there. On the other side, I I know it's it's a really tough one uh, when you're talking about that. Hey, both games are very close. Uh, Holland sure. put that tipped in to beat UAB, I mean to beat FAU, and then they had UAB down to the wire. Yeah, so, that's true. I mean, but yeah, they can they can beat Middle Tennessee tomorrow. They very can. Well, we'll see, man. Hey, Eric, before we let you go, what was your favorite UTEP uniform combo? I have to go with the orange. It just pops and it just looks so clean. All right, okay, good stuff, Eric. Appreciate it. We'll talk to you soon, man. Thanks so much for Thank giving you. us a call. 8805763 our telephone number couple tweets to finish things off here uh Adrian at enemy win 3 tweets to show all players should stay almost every uh player improved this season under Golding yeah i understand Adrian but you have to understand on the other side players look at that as improvements as leverage like hey i did good th- i did yeah, well this year exactly well that's it. my leverage to leave and to go off where i think is a little bit better again i'm not i'm not saying this is true I don't want people to focus on that. Focus on the games tomorrow. I really don't want to take away the focus from this UTEP basketball team and what they're doing right now. Let's talk about the transfer portal later. I promise, when we finish things out, I promise the last show, when this season's over and everything's done and, and, you know, all all the season's over and everything, we'll talk about the transfer portal. We'll make predictions. And we usually do that year after year. We kind of say, all right, gut feeling, who you think's staying, who's who's going. We'll do that at the end. But let's focus on this season. So uh, I understand where you're coming. Coming from Adrian. Uh, Tristan Pence fi- uh, finishes us off here on the show. Middle Tennessee is opening as a three and a half point favorite over UTEP. It's a little low right there. I thought it'd be a little uh, higher in favor of Middle Tennessee. So that, that's just maybe a testament to the money that's going UTEP's favor or what Vegas thinks of UTEP as a team. Or if maybe Jefferson's not playing, maybe the, uh, Vegas knows something that none of us know right now and mm-hmm. uh, Middle Tennessee will not have Jefferson. So that's a big storyline to look at tomorrow. Middle Tennessee, first place team in the Conference USA East Division. Huge matchup tomorrow. Sal, any thoughts before tomorrow's game? Uh, yeah, definitely rebound the ball. That's going to give you a, a real, real key to uh, to have a chance in the game. But more importantly, com- continue to play the defense that you're playing stick with the same routine as far as getting ready with the game this team has the confidence they have the swagger right now it's just a matter of them showing up and and doing their job no, I'm totally with you on that, Sal. It's it's going to be a night where they're going to have to rebound. It's going to be a game where you're going to have to guard those really, really good back the backcourt players from Middle Tennessee. Uh, it's going to be a tough one. You uh, Middle Tennessee won rather easily earlier this year, 77 to 59 against the Miners. Let's see what UTEP could do tomorrow and see how, if they could shock teams uh, in that. Uh, we'll have coverage tomorrow. We'll have Miner Talk then. For Sal Montes, I'm Adrian Broadus saying so long. Thanks for listening to Minor Talk, brought to you by the Oscar Addy at the Agency, right here on 600 ESPN El Paso. You've been listening to Minor Talk, presented by the Oscar Addy at the Agency. Get started on a home, auto, or life insurance policy at OscarAddyAtTheAgency.com. If you miss any of Minor Talk, listen to the show on demand by downloading Minor Talk wherever you listen to podcasts.